0: Coming at you from the EBITDA Growth System Studios, looking out at the beautiful Rocky Mountains. My name is Dave Kapkiewicz, and I'm with Mike Watkins, and we want to welcome you to the Making Business Profitable podcast. This podcast is brought to you by EBITDA Growth Systems, where we guarantee you to double the value of your company within three years or give you your money back. Good day, Dave. Good day, Mike. How are you?
1: I'm doing well, man. How are you
0: doing? I'm doing good. You know, uh, before we start, I got a cow story for you.
1: Um. um okay.
0: <laughs> so, uh, growing up, I was around dairy farms a lot. So, I I remember when I was, and uh, during school year, I'd help out and I'd milk cows, as my son did, as my grandfather did the whole thing, and milking cows. It's, it typically happens like three in the morning and three in the afternoon. And if you're a young teenager it absolutely sucks to get up that early, but you don't know any different. And I uh, love farm wage. farm wage is like a buck 46. I think I made an hour. <laughs> so
1: three in the morning, about 46 an hour. Oh yeah, it
0: didn't even cover the gas, so I mean <laughs> it was uh, it was kind of like that. but I remember I just named all cows Bessie. I didn't. <laughs> of course they had numbers. But I remember milking cows, and uh, you you learn how to milk cows with your hands. Then, of course, when you have the vacuum things, you, know, you clean the teats and you put the put the vacuum things on there, and and, and you draw the milk from the cow. And one time I got stepped on. Well, I got stepped on. I probably got stepped on fifty times, but one time, let me tell you, cows they are not petite creatures. Yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you, that will that will get the juices flowing. And at that point in time, I I didn't love cows anymore.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure they just change direction and don't even know you're back there. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> oh no! That's, yeah, they, they just got a little attitude. Sometimes if you milk cows a lot, sometimes you figure out the cows aren't the brightest creature in the world. Some people will tell you the cows are really smart. They're wrong. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's milking cows, man. You uh you get you get all of all the things that come out of the cow wind up on you because you're down in a trough. And then as, you're, as you're, you're underneath them, right? So you can get kicked or stepped on or all kinds of stuff. And if they get away, sometimes sometimes that can be special too. But, well, I well, haven't
1: yeah. had the good fortune of uh, milking a cow, they
0: You don't or do? I have not had the good fortune of milking a cow. Well, we got to get you in there.
1: Yeah, am I too oh. old now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, speaking of cows, Mike, uh, i got a title for you today Okay Why buy a, a cow when you only need a glass of milk? It's not what you're thinking, Michael Not what you're thinking
1: Yeah, that's, that was the advice I gave my girls when they went off to college, sort of Whoa, whoa, whoa Yeah, yeah
0: Buying cows, huh?
1: Yeah, that's. I told them that's the way you men did, view it why yeah. buy a cow when you only need a glass of milk?
0: Yeah, but this is different. Uh, you know, it's a, we're talking about fractional resources. We're, we're talking about um, why you, know, you have a CFO that makes $200,000, 220000 $300,000 a year, and you don't have a really strong person in your facility that knows finance. You may have a bookkeeper, but a big bookkeeper and finance are two different things. They give you advice on how to direct and, and whatnot. In, as far as driving your company but instead of hiring a two thirty three hundred thousand dollar person you know you can hire a fractional controller that only works for you one day a week and pay a fraction of that wage and it's a afford- makes a real solid position in your company that you need it makes it affordable
1: Gotcha, yeah yeah we, we have definitely been advocates of uh, fractional resources and uh, as you mentioned, you know, we feel like every company needs a C-suite. They just don't need a full-time C-suite. When we say C-suite. We mean, you know, a VP of sales, typically a VP of marketing, a COO, which is uh to the CEO and then a VP of HR and, and probably a CFO. So, you know, for a small to medium-sized company, that's, that's the way their C-suite might be impaneled. But a small to medium-sized company can't staff all those roles.
0: Yeah, the nice thing is, is really you could staff them all for about the size of one lower cost um, C-level employee. I mean, so if you're doing it all fractionally, you know, if you just, yeah, I mean, there's a lot you can do just one day a week and really keep your business trucking and, and cover all that. Make sure that you do that without spending a ridiculous amount of money yeah those resources are so
1: capable um let's go down the list you know you we we talk about a vp of sales and a vp of marketing and uh it's been our experience with small to medium-sized companies that those roles just those functions they aren't there aren't there i mean so forget about staffing uh, those positions there there's no sales and there's no marketing function within the company and
0: so as a result they uh yeah what happens when you don't have sales and marketing money well you have
1: existing customers that pretty much control your company
0: really and if and if they call and they say hey i want something in four weeks and you say hey i can't do that and they say, no i want something in four weeks and you can really do it in six but you wind up committing to four don't you mike You have to because it's a a light switch. You lose one or two of those large customers and you're out of business. Yeah, because you're not hunting for anything else. That's right. And what does that do to your on-time delivery? Well, it's a a mixed bag, right? Unless
1: you're gaming the system. Your on-time delivery is whatever the customer says it
0: will be. Yeah, but if you do do, out of what we see for these smaller companies, they typically make delivery when the customer's pushing like that? of course not. Of course not. They're so, just not capable of being delivered. So we see metrics around the 50%, 40% mark because of customers wind up, it's a tail wagging a dog. Yeah. So
1: definitely, Dave, if, if you were to put together a plan for sales and marketing, and it looks like this. Uh, today, uh, this year, in 2020, I should say, we did a million dollars and we're gonna forecast 1.25 for 2021. And then you have to decide, what is that gonna require from a sales standpoint? What is that gonna require from a marketing standpoint? But that can't happen unless you've uh, put together a financial forecast.
0: That's right, you gotta have some kind of goal and then you really gotta look inside too. We can talk about that later as far as whether you can make it or not. But then you hand it over to sales and marketing and they figure, who am I gonna market to? Who am I going to sell to, at what reach and frequency, and, and how am I going to drive that to make sure that I hit that number? Because sales doesn't happen overnight. No, no, of course not.
1: And then you need you need a, a director level or COO level person who's going to intercede in operations to make sure that you have the capacity and the capability to hit those target sales that you've just set out for yourself. Yeah. And this is where most small to medium-sized business owners, as the CEO, they have the technical skill to do whatever it is that they're producing as a product or a service.
0: Um, Yeah, but they they have the technical skill, but they aren't exercising the business acumen muscle. They may have it in their head um, as far as they might understand um, how it should go, but it isn't on paper. There's no real secession plan, you know, or, or plan at all. I mean, what's what's the plan for? Sure, for the game, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: So when you don't have any plan, any any old numbers will do because you didn't plan on something different. Um, so we prescribe, you know, a a, a operations plan that uh, complements the financial forecast and the sales and marketing plan. And it says, OK, if this is our goal from a sales and marketing standpoint, this is what we're going to need to execute on that. If we actually win that much business. That's right. And then what kind of metrics do I need to make sure that I keep these new
0: customers satisfied? That way I get to the next round of work, right?
1: Absolutely. And that's on time delivery. That's quality, right? And then internally, you got to figure out if you're uh, if, if you're if you're quoting one thing and experiencing another in terms of cost, how do you make those two come closer together, So you know, from a productivity standpoint and an efficiency standpoint? And so those are all the business acumen side of the technical skill that those CEOs bring to the table.
0: That's right. That's a, They really need that. Yeah. And then you jump down to, uh, what about HR, executive VP of HR, VP of HR, director of HR? I mean, what, uh, what do we typically see there, Mike?
1: Well, you know, Dave, one thing that never ceases to amaze me is uh, these small business owners understand that uh, there used to be a time when you, if you let someone go, there was another one waiting out there in the parking lot. You could just grab them and keep going. But now when you let someone go, you know, you might be three, four months before you can fill them again.
0: Especially when you're dealing with the trades.
1: Sure, sure. And so... People are so important to the success of these companies, yet they don't do anything in the way of planning for um, employee engagement, employee retention, employee development, um, all these compliance issues uh, associated with, you know, um, the state and local governments. Um, me,
0: give me a good example of employee engagement. I know what I have in my mind.
1: Well, you know, if you have a actively disengaged employee um, that person is stealing from you that person is maybe sharing trade secrets that person is difficult to work with so uh, his or her colleagues have a difficult time on a daily basis i mean an actively disengaged uh, employee is really painful for the business on the other end of the spectrum a fully engaged employee is uh, has a ownership mentality towards your business and they're totally committed to the success of the business. And they kind of uh, equate the success of the business with their own success. Right. And they so, look at it as an owner. Yes, yes. And um, you I mean you we've seen these small to medium-sized businesses, you know, maybe 20, 25 employees, and they have like four that are actively engaged, and they're carrying the wagon. I mean, they're pulling the wagon. For the entire company, it's amazing what a a fully engaged employee can do for for your
0: uh, enterprise. But the majority of people are just not engaged, not disengaged, not engaged, but just not engaged. Yeah. And and that's that's one of those things that uh, you can invest in that and create engagement out of that pool. You know, there are things you can do to keep what's going on in your company. In front of them, so they know, they know what's going on, and they know what's coming up, and they can start buying into that vision. You got to share with them, and then you got to do little things to get them to participate. Right?
1: Sure, sure. And so imagine, you know, uh, uh, standard distribution. So you're gonna have X number of people who are actively disengaged, and you really got to work those out in your company. And you're gonna have a certain number of employees that are actively engaged, and we said that they are a solid goal Well, in the middle, the largest majority of your employees are what's called not engaged and they just come to work for a paycheck. And that's a real opportunity. You convert some of those not engaged employees into actively engaged. And it just drives so much to the bottom line for your company. Um, You have um, the rest of your team is more engaged. And your customers are more engaged because customers love doing business with companies where 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 the employees are, are engaged. Right? I mean when you and I go out to have a lunch or a dinner and we have a, a wait staff that's uh, engaged and, and chatting it up. Oh that's
0: tremendous and, difference. It makes the whole experience better. Sure. So, if so typically we, if as a customer you can tell that business, you know, what their culture's like, right? Absolutely absolutely it's amazing and then when you have that culture and everybody's getting to 100% engagements is a crazy Mm -hmm. goal but uh, when you grow engagement it automatically grows retention
1: oh no doubt about it yeah
0: and if you have high engagement and higher retention it's a lot easier to find that next person to to put another arrow in your quiver so to speak
1: yeah, and employee turnover is just so expensive. So, you know, if you increase oh. your retention, you just save so much money to your bottom
0: line, too. Yeah, plus, I mean, who loves firing people? If you love to fire people or love to let people go, you definitely need to call them like "Alright, we got to work on that. But uh, a lot of times you can just you can engage employees by developing them, investing in them, giving them some education and, and some training and going the extra mile into getting them... To be the best self that they can be, right? And and if and if employee looks at you as an employer, to where you're doing something for them and investing in them, they take it personally. That's that's a huge thing.
1: Absolutely. And then you, as the business owner, because you have a financial forecast that your fractional CFO has provided for you, and because you have increased sales, uh, because you had a fractional VP of sales and a fractional VP of marketing um, working a target market for you. And because you are more profitable, because you have a fractional COO who's looking at the dashboard and making sure your safety is there and your productivity is there and Mm -hmm. your on-time quality, and then you have a a fractional VP
0: of HR who's making sure that your workforce is engaged, you're growing. Yeah. and, And all the while the underlying thing of compliance. You know, what, the, what are, what's the state telling you to do for your employees, you sure, know? Sure. If you're disciplining somebody, are you doing it the right way? Because that can drive retention too. If you discipline out of sorts, and it doesn't line up with the law or with uh, just keeping employees engaged and retained, you can lose all kinds of employees just because you don't discipline or or take care of, and let people go or hire them. You might have a whole process off. You might be completely out of compliance. Well, your employees know that, and they'll wind up feeling like you don't have it together.
1: Sure, sure, I would agree. you can actually lose your company um, if you you know if you don't approach this stuff the, the right way. So yeah, absolutely. It's uh, I think I think uh, you know. Why buy a cow when you only need a glass of milk? I I think that's an apt metaphor. Why buy a VP of sales? Why buy a VP of marketing when you only need them one day a week? One day or just a few
0: hours. Sure, sure. You know, uh, I like beef but I can't eat the whole thing at one time. So, and, and getting down to the controller, the CFO. I mean, I know we talked a little bit about this, but it is so important to make sure your books are tight your bank statements are tight that you're looking if you're going to have a big tax ab- obligation at the end of the year you're looking at it in March April May June not looking at it in December November or January the next year so a CPA will give you good data with what you give them but they're not necessarily going to look at it from the finance side and give you forecasts and tell you where you should go or what planning you should put in place a good controller is, is so valuable. And going through life with just a bookkeeper without some kind of controller, um, there's a certain amount of risk, and, there, and you also leave a lot of money on the table. And, and you always short your financial plan without a, a solid a solid resource.
1: Yeah, Dave, I think that's the key, that you're gonna leave money on the table because you know, when you have a controller putting together really strong financial statements and doing some financial ratio analysis around mm-hmm. uh, days receivable, days payable, um, and making sure you're not paying other people before you get paid making sure your bank statements are reconciled so there's not some charge on there that you you know you, that, that's not legitimate for your company and um, and, then, and then on a monthly basis doing a, this budget to actual so you can say hey what happened wow looks like we got charged three times for this uh, insurance and you know so you go and Figure out what's going on and you get it figured out. Okay? Yeah. So having a controller looking at your financials and creating your financials and doing the financial analysis and the ratio analysis is uh, is absolutely going to draw a drop drop money to your bottom line. Cool. It
0: is, and and you actually know how much you're dropping to the bottom line too, because you be able to quantify it because you have that spot filled. So why buy a cow when you only need a glass of milk? Not a bad metaphor. We're not using it in a bad way at all, but we're telling you don't. Don't think if you don't need to hire a full C suite person, um, you can do this fractionally. You can reach out to us at EVITO Growth Systems. We do quite a bit of this, and uh, we help companies get where they need to go at a reasonable rate to, to help you out. But uh, don't fully staff your company and, and overload your OPEX and your books and, and put yourself in a position where you don't have a lot of profit. Just do a little bit and put the right people in those spots. And a fractional resource is definitely the way to go. We at EBITDA Growth Systems do what we do to impact lives through improving business performance. To get access to our content or engage us in any way, you can reach our contact page or any of our information on our website at www.ebitagrowthsystems.com.